This is Run the Day with Rafe and Tay. We're runners, we're married, and now we've got a podcast. Why? Because we love running so much that we want to share it with you, our friends. Today's topic, the lessons that can help change an athlete's future. So Tay and I, we were high school athletes. We were four-year college athletes, and we are, you know, a few years out now, maybe more than a few (laughs) from when we were in college. But we thought of this episode of, hey, why don't we reflect on the things that we wish someone taught us back when we were an athlete, both in high school and in college. So that's the intention of today's episode. Here's why you should listen. One, you are a current student athlete who's trying to make the most out of their career, but you don't know where to start. Two, you know a current student athlete and you want to see them grow. Three, you were a student athlete and you want to use this episode as a reflection to see how far you've come. Do you want to jump into this? Yeah, let's jump in. All right. So number one, we have don't measure your whole identity on the sport. I think when you either start a sport or you're trying to find your sport to do, you feel that this is going to help figure out who you are and you need to identify yourself with something, whatever sport you pick or whatever activity you're engaged with, that's not who you are as a full person. And there's other qualities about you or values in your life. Like that's what makes you yourself. That you can't identify yourself just based off of one activity or one thing that you're doing. And I wish that was something that, at least personally, I took more into effect when I was a student athlete. Um, That there's so much to be proud of and identify as and be thankful for in your life, your friends, your family, you know, your additional hobbies that you're more than just an athlete. Mm-hmm. And I think you start to get down a really slippery slope when you consume yourself solely by the activity you do, because there's so many factors that could happen that could change that. And I mean, speaking from experience, when I got injured and all my friends, everyone that I was involved with in, in life, it felt like being in college mm-hmm. was consumed by the sport still trying to progress. And it it depressed me, honestly, because yeah. I had nothing else to like value myself off of. Yeah, you felt like that was the only thing that was like your identity. That was the only thing you had to hold on to. Yeah. You weren't really finding value in everything else that was going on in your life. Yeah, in retrospect, you know, whatever, seven, six, seven years later now, I wish I could look back and be like, dude, you had so much to be appreciative for and so much to, you know, bolster your own confidence and Mm -hmm. self-worth with besides just track and field. Yeah, Um, but it's hard because you feel like that's what you're doing and like, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's like everything revolved around it. Like my Mm -hmm. whole day revolved around when I had practice, we had a competition every weekend. I mean, everything was just revolved around it. So it's kind of hard to not let it consume you, Mm -hmm. especially if you're passionate and determined and you have goals. I mean, that's what everything is about. And it's also, it feels good to feel like you are identifying yourself with something that you're passionate about. It does. I think it's a balance of getting Mm-hmm. both right right your practice day-to-day is a sliver of your day i know it might consume a lot of your energy and focus but it's just a part of your day competing is just one day of the seven mm-hmm. days that you have for a week it doesn't mean that it should take up everything in entirety what would you tell yourself or any current student athletes how to not measure your whole identity on your sport what would you tell someone right now get involved with other things get involved, not, not just, you know, if you're in college with other activities like clubs or whatever that is, because I know that's hard as a student athlete mm-hmm. to yeah, balance you can't really pick up anything else. You already feel overwhelmed, but 
you are co- at college to pursue an education, you know, to get immerse mm-hmm. yourself in the subject matter that you're learning, hang mm-hmm. out with your friends, maybe mm-hmm. even if it's people like outside of the sport sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you're not just always 24 seven in it, you know, spend time with your family, make sure, you know, if you're away for school that, you know, you're, you're going home and like just getting a break from the sport, I think is a big thing because in retrospect, it's not forever. It's not permanent. There will come a time where you're not doing the sport. There will be a time where you can't compete at the level maybe you once were. And like to base everything of yourself off of that, I think is dangerous. When we graduated and I wasn't doing the sport anymore, I felt very lost and purposeless. And I was very confused what I was supposed to be doing. And yes, I was working, but I still felt like there's a whole piece of me that was gone. Mm -hmm. So I do feel that when you tie your identity to one certain Thing too much it could cause some issues yeah so let's jump to number two okay number two we have fall in love with your progress not the end goal damn that's one that i i really wish i would have put into effect <laughs> or someone yeah. would have told me because i n- never fathomed that so i like this one a lot because i think that you can carry this into your life beyond high school or beyond college So I think it's really important to just remind yourself to fall in love with the day-to-day journey because that's what's going to make up your memories of when you look back. That's what you're going to look back on. You may not remember the exact competition or the exact uh, meet that you had. You might remember the result of it, Mm -hmm. but to look back and think about all the hard work that went into it or all those memories you had with your teammates or... You know, good or bad, those really hard practices, like that's all what's going to add up and make that competition or that end goal more valuable and Mm -hmm. more rewarding. Yeah. My advice here would be to write down or document your journey somewhere. It could just be, you know, it could be in a notebook. It could be in your phone. Um, But I think that allows you to celebrate the small wins and the small progressions that you have day after Mm day. I think it's easy to let memories and and you know, accomplishments come and go mm-hmm. and still be pursuing and chasing after the next thing, mm-hmm. but to not really celebrate yourself for mm-hmm. how you know much you've grown. Yeah, the progress. Yeah. Let's move on to number three. Number three ties into number two. The North Star isn't always to achieve the pinnacle of mm-hmm. what your sports performance is. Mm-hmm. So what we mean by that is that there's so much more when looking back at a career as a student athlete, when you're measuring yourself as successful or not successful, I think it's easy for us instantly to jump into what were the numbers or what were the you know numbers that we hit? And that is how we weigh ourselves and if we were good or not. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of successes. I was never happy with the performance that I put out. Mm-hmm. You know, I was never deemed that in my head successful, Yeah, which is a whole other thing. But in terms of what I was successful as, I developed a work ethic. I became mm-hmm. a leader. I met my best friends. I mm-hmm. met my wife. I learned how to work hard throughout difficult times. All of these things that we don't measure as that North Star of mm-hmm. being a student athlete. It's all just based off of like, yes or no, if you hit whatever that goal is. Be more aware of like what other goals you can create when you're a part of a sport that's mm-hmm. more than just the physical sports performance goal. Yeah. Before the season, mm-hmm. I want you to write down what your goals are. And mm-hmm. yes, one of them, whatever, two of them can be a time you're trying to hit, how many goals you're trying to score, whatever mm-hmm. it is. 
But I want you to fill the other ones with things that don't just come with metrics that are based yes. to the game or mm-hmm. the race. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to get closer with these people around yeah. me. I want to learn how to become a better leader. I mm-hmm. want to, you know, learn how to have a harder work ethic than what I currently do. And yes. all of those are going to come with time. Mm-hmm. Then you can reflect season after season, kind of check the box. Because mm-hmm. I, I never looked at our career as like little sprints of this season and this season. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you how I progressed each season. I know I probably did in a lot mm-hmm. of different ways, but I never was self-aware of it. Right. It was all just based off the time. Oh, I didn't hit the time. Not good. Didn't hit the mm-hmm. time. Not good. Work on the other things too, right? If you get closer with your teammates or if you work on becoming more confident or becoming more of a leader, those things can help your sports performance, mm-hmm. right? Because then you're just going to be more well-rounded all mm-hmm. you know, personally and it's just going to benefit you and it's looking beyond just that one sports performance goal. So number four is don't compare yourself to others. Comparing yourself in an activity that you do comes out of some self-doubt or like a lack of Mm self-love because I think I was constantly, you know, trying to imitate what other people were doing. Mm -hmm. I saw, you know, some people who are my best friends today still, but I would look at them and be like, oh, they're, they're so confident, right? Like I admire their confidence or I admire the performance they put out. So I would try to think, what do I have to do that they're doing? You know, I have to lift heavier in the gym. Mm -hmm. I have to run harder in this practice. I have to eat whatever they're Mm -hmm. eating. And a lot of times those things that they were doing weren't even the quote unquote correct thing to do. It was just this idea that I can never become my best self without imitating someone else Mm -hmm. because I didn't value who I was or what my outputs or my destinations were to become the best version of me. So what would you tell a current athlete right now who is comparing themselves to other people on their team or other sports or other activities? What would you tell them to learn to love themselves and to stop comparing to other people? Mel Robbins comes up again. Every podcast Mel Robbins has to come up, but they have a thing which... I'm not going to lie. I thought it sounds stupid and I still mm-hmm. think it sounds stupid sometimes, but I think this concept is really important, but it's the high five habit, mm-hmm. right? So what's that? So it's to look yourself in the mirror and just kind of give yourself a high five, kind of like yeah. a F yeah, like you got this, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're worthy, you're capable, mm-hmm. whatever the affirmations are that you're telling yourself. But the practice behind it is just developing this own love for yourself. Because mm-hmm. very often, you know, we look in the mirror and you don't even look at the person that you're seeing you don't right. acknowledge like who you actually are I don't know. do you do you have a way of how people can because i think you were probably better at this than i was so maybe you're better mm-hmm. to give advice than i am i no not better i think just different experiences different perspectives of course you're always going to be comparing yourself to other people on your team from mm-hmm. a way that i think could be beneficial of You want to be competitive. You want to be better. You're trying to be the best version you can be. But it's about you becoming better for you, not trying to be other people. So Mm -hmm. I have value in myself and I have my own strengths. And of course, I have my own weaknesses. And someone else, their weaknesses or strengths might be different than mine. So Mm -hmm. you can just learn to maybe learn from other people instead of looking at, I need to be them. What's working for you? And then you could try that. Or you notice, you know, you utilize them to help push you. I think, I think you just gave me the kind of unlock. Yeah, yeah, what? When I was competing, 
I think I would compare myself to other people's and try to obtain these goals out of self-validation from others that I was worthy, not not of myself. Mm. And what I mean by that is I think you pursued your own goals with the idea of making yourself proud. Yes. I pursued the goals with the idea of feeling valued or worthy to the people around me. So you were basically seeking validation from other people. I think so. I feel like I wasn't worthy of being a captain until I obtained this. I wasn't worthy mm-hmm. of being a leader on a team until I did X, Y, Z. I wasn't worthy of getting the coach's attention until this. So all these things, you know, these goals were just pursuits of trying to finally gain that validation that I thought would make me feel more included and appropriate to hold these titles or these, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, relationships. So you were setting standards, your own standards trying to meet these things that no one else was setting so for yourself. Yeah, no one else. And to get to these standards, you felt like the only way to get there was to emulate other people on your team who may have been meeting those standards in your eyes. Yeah, for sure. But instead of looking for other people to fill those voids or trying to copy other people or be more like someone else, like how do you try to be a better you and improve your own self Let's let's move to number five because okay, again, no, 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 <laughs> not sorry because these all go okay. hand in hand. I feel like they flow into one another. So we're okay. giving you 10 lessons, but each one flows into the next one. Yeah. So I think this is still on that topic. But number five is being mentally strong is as important, if not more important than being physically strong. Mm. So I think confidence and mental strength maybe mm. go hand in hand, building yourself up mentally to whatever you feel like strong is helps you become more confident in yourself, mm-hmm. which helps you stop comparing yourself to other people or stop seeking validation from outside factors because you have this own feeling of self-worth. And you know what's interesting? I feel like I did not have confidence when I was an athlete in college. Mm-hmm. I did not think that I could reach certain goals or I'd ever be able to do a certain time, run a certain race, because I didn't believe in myself. It wasn't that I looked at other people and I thought that they were better than me. It was just, this is, this is what the limit I thought I could get to. Mm-hmm. Like, this, is, this is the best I could be. But just you have to try to push past that and mm-hmm. believe more into yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it kind of ties back to comparison where you just were trying to look into other people and I just didn't look deep enough into myself. Mm-hmm. If... I could relate the two experiences a little bit. Yeah. Validate your own self. Find value in what you're good at. Because I'm sure you have strengths. And otherwise, you wouldn't be on the team if you didn't. Mm-hmm. So figure out what you're good at and focus on that. In the areas of weakness, don't look at it as something or lacking in yourself that you need to compare yourself to other people. Look at it as something that you can work on, an opportunity. All right, let's go to number six. Number six is don't value yourself off the attention level of your coaches. Mm, I feel that a lot of times transitioning from high school to college, yep. sometimes the best ath- athletes from high school that join the team, they have a little bit of a shock. Mm, it's a dynamics change. So I was used to not being the best. So when I walked on um, in college, I was... I was already, I'm an underdog. Like, this is what I'm working hard to get to. Yeah. 
So to get certain attention from the coaches, I was just used to not being like the number one priority. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that you don't base your confidence in yourself or your self-love on the attention of your teammates or your coaches. Mm-hmm. Because that is very fleeting. I mean, for myself now, like, you know, I'm a grown ass man, so I could say it. But for me, there was a level of like seeking out the attention of my coaches, mm-hmm. you know, who were male coaches that we had. And mm-hmm. I think that was subconsciously because of, you know, not getting that as a child, maybe mm-hmm. from my father or something like that. And again, that. That is something that if a college student is realizing that is like a really self-aware, mature college student, because yeah. that's a hard thing to really come to full grips with. And I think that that takes being an adult, mm-hmm. which you really aren't in college to come come to reality to. But I would say to people, maybe it's not the case all the time, but if you're really seeking that validation and it's upsetting you when you're not getting it, I would try to search inside of yourself of like, why do you need it? Mm-hmm. Because there's a reason why you're missing something inside of yourself and you're trying to fill it in the wrong place. Maybe just like realize or appreciate where you're getting it from other places. Because yeah. I know my mom was proud of hell, like proud as hell of me after every race. And she doesn't know what the hell the times are and anything like that. But like, you know, I was neglecting or ignoring that or from you, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like we we both were always supportive of one another and also my teammates. Um, but that never mattered because it was always like, I, I need the coaches, right? not these other people. So mm-hmm. I would try to realize that I'm sure you're probably getting that validation from someone else, but it's not the person that you're seeking it from. You always seek it from the person you're not getting it from. I remember when I first started high school um, track and my first meet, I had my teammates cheering for me and I had, I didn't really know them too well Mm -hmm. i just joined so late they all knew each other and i was racing and they were cheering for my name like Mm -hmm. cheering me on and i was shocked i couldn't believe it like who like they don't really know me too well Mm -hmm. my mom told me she's like that's what happens when you're on a sport and you have teammates like they cheer for you Mm -hmm. and i remember that was such a shock and my teammates from college like we i feel like the support that we all had for each other cheering for one each other like that's the something that you should like you said, shift your attention towards. Mm-hmm. So let's do number seven. Okay. Okay. Number seven is stay committed to your craft, but find a balance. I used to map out my day like per time. Like wake up at this time, breakfast, homework, practice, homework. Like, you know, you plan it all out. And I think that's benefited mm-hmm. into going into this phase of our life. And now what's important is finding time to enjoy yourself. Yeah. And relax and maybe do something for yourself that isn't related to running or your sport or exercising. Give yourself time to enjoy yourself, whether that's with friends or by yourself. Mm -hmm. I used to put so much pressure on myself that this doing this one thing ruins everything I've put into it. You know, when you reflect on something, when you go into a race or a competition, Mm -hmm. like factor in all of the things you did good, everything you did good at, rather than the few things that you did bad. Yeah. Because there's a lot more good as an athlete in in any stage than there is bad. Mm -hmm. But our mind has a tendency to focus on the things we did wrong. Mm. When I was in college, like all I wanted was to just be better at my sport and just Mm -hmm. be better at my, become better for myself. And I had all these goals. I had like a whole board. You helped, you made it for me of all my dreams and everything. Yeah. It's hard to like sometimes take a step back and, 
stay up a little bit later and watch a movie with your roommates because you're like, I have to wake up early tomorrow. I have to get ready for practice. Like I have a meet coming up. It's really hard to do that. So how do you allow yourself? Well, I think you allow yourself, but you, you can't let your bad habits become like you can't let the bad things become so habitual that Mm. it's day after day. You're saying it's a balance, right? Yeah. It's almost like a reward system. And, you know, if I do 80% good this week, then I'm allowed to give my 20% bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Eight, we have, don't be afraid to question things when they don't feel right. Mm. So this can go in many different directions, but I want to take it from this perspective that as a student athlete, it is easy to conform to what everyone else is doing. But sometimes you need to pause and take a step back to really reflect and think about if this is the right thing for you. So I'll bring mm-hmm. up an example of something I did not do, but I, you know, probably should have, is that as a track athlete, we were taking our easy days and largely because a couple of teammates that I had, we were running too fast and naturally being competitive, I was running too fast with them. We would then follow up and go to the gym and would lift too heavy mm-hmm. and when we weren't told to. So it's easy to blame the coaches for not saying something, but you are accountable for yourself. Mm -hmm. No matter Mm -hmm. how amazing a coach is or a teammate, no one understands what you are Mm -hmm. feeling except yourself. Right. So how can you expect other people to make the decision for you? Mm -hmm. It's impossible. You need to become self-aware of how you feel Mm -hmm. and you need to say something when it's not right. Yeah, just be accountable for yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody is a mind reader. No. Maybe some people are mind readers. <laughs> That's TBD. So number nine is to treat each day like it's your last. And I know that sounds dramatic, but what I mean by that is to always give it your all. So I think when you are committed to doing a sport over the course of four years or so, you just look at it as this very long journey. And of course, you're going to have like phases of feeling maybe burnt out or tired. And you're like, oh, I can't wait for practice to be done. Oh, I can't wait for this meet to end. Oh, I can't wait for this game to be over. You're going to have those moments. And it's important to remember that each moment is very valuable. And you never know, unfortunately, what could happen next. You don't know if you're going to get injured. Your season could be cut short. I mean, think about all those athletes that went through COVID and their season just shut down. They couldn't mm-hmm. compete. You don't really know what it's like until it's gone. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds, I'm not trying to be like sad or dramatic. I just remember a lot of times I would feel tired. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. You know, we have like one meet left. I can't wait for the season to be done and take a break. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you keep having that mentality and then you have one meet left. And it's the last time you're going to be racing on a track with your teammates, with your friends, And it hits you like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So give it your all. Don't just always expect, oh, there's always next time. Mm -hmm. And if I could say one little personal story here that really like emphasizes this, um, this piece of advice is that I remember specifically racing at a conference meet. And I remember mid race, I was very tired and it was my first time like up to possibly be on the podium. And I was so excited and it was our junior year and it was indoor and one of the girls passed me 
around the corner. And I just felt like a gut punch, like, oh my gosh, like I'm not going to get up there and get a medal. There's always next year though. I remember that moment thinking there's always next year. Mm. And I instantly thought there could not, and I'm having all these thoughts during a mid race, which is crazy. But I remember thinking there might not be next year. So I pushed past it and luckily I made it and I passed her and I got up there and got that medal and that and on that podium. And that was like the first time I ever did that, like individually. And it was so exciting. So my piece of advice is that something could have happened after that, where if I did give up, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten that moment where I'm so proud of. It's one of my favorite moments. Yeah. But to always just do your best every opportunity you have, because you just don't know what could happen. Let's do number 10. Okay. So number 10 is don't forget your why. And we put that on here because at every point of being a student athlete, you are going to hit, whether it's burnout, mm-hmm. you're going to hit a moment of like, why Why am I doing this? Yeah. Or you're going to might lose your passion or lose your motivation in your pursuit of continuing to do this sport. So I think my advice would be, if you find yourself in that situation, would be to go back to the beginning. I fell in love with running when I was in a local trail in my town, running with my teammates, and we're just like surrounded by nature, and it just like was the coolest place, and I would always look forward to doing these runs. And sometimes, I think it took me years later when we now picked up running again, but to go back to that place and be like, damn, this this is the spot where I fell in love with this activity. This is where I wanted to do this day in mm-hmm. and day out. So I would say if you ever get yourself in that moment of questioning your why, right. to go back, go back to the beginning of where it all started. Yeah. And I could add a little something to that is to write down the why behind your goals. So if you want your you and your team to score or make it to this championship, like why is that important to you? Why is that important to the team? And if you revisit that, it might help you. Mm-hmm. Remember there's more than just a number, more than just a title. There's a story behind it. Mm-hmm. So those are our 10 lessons. Number one, don't measure your whole identity on the sport. Number two, Fall in love with the progress. Number three, the North Star isn't always the peak performance of your sport. Number four, don't compare yourself to others. Learn to love yourself. Number five, being mentally strong is as important, if not more important, than being physically strong. Number six, don't value yourself off the attention of your coaches or others. Number seven, stay committed to your craft, but don't forget to enjoy yourself in the process. Number eight, don't be afraid to question things. Number nine, Treat every race, practice, game like it's your last. And number 10, don't forget your why. So those are our 10 lessons that we hope that you can take away, whether you are a current student athlete, you know a current student athlete, or you were one, and you just want to have the space to talk about it or think about it. Because this is really valuable for us to reflect and think about what we would tell our old selves. Yeah. We hope this makes a difference for someone out there, whether it's just one person Or a million. True. So as always, if you guys have questions, episode topic ideas, or shout outs, we would love to hear from you. No question is silly and they are the fuel to our podcast. So please feel free to submit them. We have the link in our bio, our episode descriptions, and we would just love to hear from you. And as always, we believe in you. We believe in you. And Tay, take it away. 
Go run the day. Don't let the day run you. Nice. <laughs> hey, we powered through. We made it. <laughs>